Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome to Daddy vs. Doctor. Here are your hosts, pediatrician Dr. Scott Cohen and comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. All right, welcome to Daddy vs. Doctor. We're doing uh, just a lot of chit-chat off camera uh about what what's going on i just i want to i want to touch on what you were just saying tell me kind of like now that you're in the entertainment space yeah um you said you just mentioned that someone had commented on your your looks what what was the no i just you know it's amazing because actually the first thing i thought of is when kids get bullied when when somebody says anything it's so easy as a parent i'm just like who cares brush it off that's sort of my attitude like who cares what other people say yeah but then somebody said to me yeah are you getting a double chin and now i've been perseverating on that you know for the last couple of weeks like i like i'm on this and i feel like i'm <laughs> like, <laughs> like doing one of these like sucking in my jaw and all this stuff so i can understand how kids when somebody else says it to them, you know, oh, this doesn't look right, or you're not wearing the right thing, your hair doesn't look good, you know, bullies are going to find something. You have straight hair, blue eyes, who cares? They're going to find something to perseverate on. I can, I can understand how. Uh, just, just to, just to point out, perseverate is a, definitely a word that you use <laughs> Sorry, when you're highly educated. Word, For those people that are sitting over there going, "What the hell is he talking about?" Uh, look up perseverate. I, I, I'm, I'm presuming it means pine over. Uh, yeah, you know, exactly. It's, We're well, gonna get Sebastian a thesaurus. Um, hour. I have, I have actually a, uh, a technique used in, if you have a double chin or if, if you know when. So wait, are you saying I do have a double I'm, chin? I'm not uh, saying you do. <laughs> this is just mostly for our listeners. If you're out there and you're worried about what they call like a like a gull, like a yeah. like a turkey neck. You know, maybe you got like yeah. a little, when you take pictures, what you do mm-hmm. is you take your tongue and you put it on the top of your mouth, right? Mm-hmm. That that will bring up your chin and, mm-hmm. and definitely, pr- you know, make this more pronounced. Yeah. And you smile that way. See, that's good. See, it was said to me, <laughs> see, and then again, and then we, <laughs> I was at, we were celebrating my daughter's birthday. We we took her and her friend to Disneyland and we're at Disneyland and the two girls went off and Aaron and I went and had a drink at, you know, California Adventure, you can drink. So that's where you want to be. And we're having a drink. And in the middle of having a drink, she looked over and she's like, do you have, um, do you have like a swollen lymph node over here? And I'm like, no, I don't think she's like, and then she said, she's like, yeah, because it looks like there's like a little double. And then she stopped. And then because it was already said, it, it, yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome to uh, old age. Wow. All right. This Tour is. time. Oh, wow. The toy time. Now this is, is that a, a, this a daddy is a, saddle? A daddy saddle. Now I have played horsey uh-huh. with my kids. I, uh-huh. I'm still doing it. Yeah. Right? I never thought they made a saddle for a father, but the just we this gotta post lo- that we gotta try this. No, I'll put it on. No, no, I'm like right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we'll put it on right now. Yeah, this looks sad though. <laughs> that looks like a 
that look at what they're doing to men you know what i'm saying yeah this looks sad for a man to wear but like i'll try it on oh god i didn't even Wait, see look this at look at even the even the actor they hired to do this is like what am i doing yeah he's, <laughs> it's it's like it's like when you see you're an actor and your first gig is like you're on a poster on a subway for a valtrex herpes commercial yeah yeah it, that's like this oh let's wow. see hold on let's all right let's put this so, on hold on yeah hold on let's see what we got here you could i think you could use this lifting uh working out no, actually, I you have a bad back. If you're going to get on, I should be the one that puts this on. Oh, I know he's getting on me. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was getting on. <laughs> yeah, we hold on. This is like a weight belt. Okay, this is another. This yeah. Is uh, All right. What do you do? The kid sits here, right? And what are you doing? Hop on. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Hop on. Let's see how this works. We ain't doing that. I'll demonstrate this with the kid. Get off your knees. This is, this is a weird fucking gift. Um, this is, he seems to be. He seems to be into it. There's, there's, see. Uh, Kid sits here, yeah. basically holds on here, yeah. and then you herniate nine discs. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the pony up daddy for me, yeah. the guy with sciatic problems and 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 uh, degeneration in his spine. So this is a zero out of five. <laughs> Here's my question. It brings up an interesting point. Why is it that all the things we did as parents? growing up that we did on our own like you jumped on your dad's back yeah <clears throat> whatever it was that we somehow used our imagination it has become like a a, a product yeah, yeah. Do we need a product for everything why can't you just like give your kid a piggyback ride yeah well i mean could you imagine like oh daddy get down on your knees and, and then you go hold on let me go get pony up daddy and right. then you gotta let me get the saddle god forbid the velcro comes undone the kid like <laughs> flies off you know and then uh, i sure i'm mean, then probably make lots of different colors yeah color coordinated um daddy saddle they came up with a name like we came up with like daddy snack like literally yeah. <laughs> a guy sat literally a guy had nothing to do and he's like daddy saddle <laughs> literally in the three seconds you came up with daddy snack right yeah no. because i met you we should call it he his kid one day said hey daddy saddle and he's like oh that's a great idea for a product yeah they did probably some variation of this maybe they put a pillow on daddy's back yeah and, and then he's like oh wow what a, what a great invention you know, I, just, I invented I invented sumo wrestling. You know, you know how you can for parties now you can put on those suits. Yeah. When I was a kid, and the, my parents went out to dinner, we used to take a pillow and put in the front. If we take a big shirt, put a pillow in the front and a pillow in the back, and put it on, and we would tackle and sumo each other. Yeah, but like that just came out of sheer imagination, right? Like, oh, this. Is and cool. I didn't say we should invent a sumo suit. Like, yeah. Put a pillow in my <laughs> put a pillow in a pillow. Well, I just is the way of the world. Everybody's looking to monetize something. The pony up daddy, though, for me, like I said, guy with problems and and back and problems, biceps and whatnot. I, I go zero out of five for this. Yeah, I think I'd rather just put my kid on my back. Yeah, and... it just seems like a lot of work.
Were you wait? Were you ever bullied as a child? Yeah, I was bullied in the back of the bus. Uh, I went in the back of the bus. A, a girl by the name of Kim. We called her Kim Kong. Uh, so you didn't bully her in any way? No, not at all. I got back. She's like, oh, I was sitting in her seat. I didn't know. It was the first day taking the bus yeah. to junior high, sixth grade. Sat in her seat. She got out. She's like, what are you doing here? I said, well, I don't know. I'm just riding to school. She's like, get in the front. You don't belong back here. And I went in the front, and the whole ride, I got spitballs at the back of my head, just shot at the back of my head. Yeah. And, uh, you know, came home, told my parents. They're like, no. Yeah. You know, there, there was no um, let me call the school there was yeah. none of that that was more uh you know deal with it it was like it was like it wasn't it wasn't as a big of a thing as it is now but the way i dealt with that is i made that them laugh right. and the next thing you know i was in the back of the bus with them but it wasn't i don't know the, you probably are seeing it more and more with your daughters with the with the cell phone and that the yeah, social media the, it's been magnified because of social media yeah. so now it happens and you don't even know what's happening because you know it's happening on on a phone or um and it's it's horrible it's the, it's the worst thing because you know my wife talks about like from kindergarten through sixth grade she was bullied just for being blonde haired and blue eyed you know again you just find something i used to get bullied because i would walk on my toes people would like, like you still do walk. i do I well, actually, I actually, well, well yeah. you have huge calves yeah i was positive. i was really uh, <laughs> when we first went golfing and you wore shorts i was actually I, I was startled with yeah. the size of your calves and i noticed the tippy toe walk yeah. was done primarily after a great shot or a long putt yeah. it was a bouncer a tippy toe <laughs> to the is. ball so. It is no. It's interesting how you adapt and you find some sort of way to deflect. Because I was like you. I used to joke around a lot, and people would laugh, and they would be like, "We're not laughing with you. We're laughing at you." They literally say that, and I'd be like, "I don't care. You're laughing." I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um. But it's really hard, I think, for kids to find that way to just turn it off and say, "I don't care," or deflect it somewhere else and i think bullying is the worst thing so have you had a discussion with your daughters about bullying how they shouldn't bully that's not good is there bullying going on that you're aware of yeah. within your daughter's circle not within their circle i mean we do talk about it we talk about just etiquette online which is so important it's something actually i talk about all to all my teenagers um when when we talk to them about like texting, for example, right? Texting is a big thing because kids are texting. I mean, during COVID, there are kids like kindergarten, first grade texting. That's crazy. They have no clue how to do it. Whatever's in their head, they're just putting out there. So when I talk to kids about, you know, sort of cell phone etiquette, we sort of talk about three things with texting. One is that you can't see them, right? So the tone or how how you can make somebody feel, you can't tell, you know, oh, Sebastian, I hate you, obviously. I didn't mean that weird thing for me to say, mm -hmm. but if I text you, Sebastian, I hate you, it means something totally different. So telling kids that when they text something, they have to think first how their words can make somebody feel. And if it's possible, it could make them feel poorly or talks negatively about other people, we don't send it. I mean, adults have a hor we do po so poorly on this. Um, and kids actually will do a better job if they think about that. Um, so we talk about that. We talk about how the words are there forever. 
So I tell them, you know, even if your friend's like, oh, send the picture and I'm going to delete it right after, we can find it. Mm -hmm. So before you send words or pictures or videos, think about, would you be happy if mom and dad saw this? Think about the last person you want to see it. They're going to see it. Are you okay with it? Because it lives there forever and you have to represent yourself in a positive way. And then the third thing is... um. What is the third thing? No, the, 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 the <laughs> just make it up. No, yeah, exactly. No, no, no. The uh, I, I had a third thing. Um, and I'm totally what, like, what, it, what, it, what would you do if yeah. you were with a patient and you go, This is the three things, yeah. And at the third thing, you couldn't come up with the, the would you, would you yeah, do just, this or would you go, be like, uh, I got, I got a tickle, I got a glass of water, <laughs> and I'll, and I'll come back and do it well afterwards, yeah. Tool time. Oh, okay. so, so tool time is when we pick a uh, baby product and we, Sebastian figures out what it does. Yeah, so I've used this before, this nose Frida. The Frida products I actually enjoyed yeah. uh, when the kids were smaller. This is a snot sucker. So mm. this is for when your baby has a stuffed up nose mm -hmm. and they don't know how to blow it yet, obviously, because they're too too small, uh, you uh, use this device to take snot yeah. out of your kid's nose. Now, as a pediatrician, sure. if an infant has a stuffy nose, yeah. is this something that should be done? I think anything's worth a shot because when kids have a stuffy nose, they are miserable, mm -hmm. but whether you use a nose Frida, a bulb suction, you know, you squirt saline, you suck it out. We tell parents do it less than they want to because my rule is if you see something and it's bugging the child, you could try to get it out. Otherwise, if you just hear it and it's not bothering them, you don't want to go up with these suckers a lot because the more you go up there, you irritate the inside of the nose, the nasal mucosa that causes it to swell and that causes more congestion. That's what congestion is. So, People are going up in their kids' nose constantly. They're, they're usually causing more of a problem. Yeah, I've heard that as well. So how this so actually this work. works? Show me how it works. Is um, yeah. So I, I would then suck the snot. Oh, is the filter in there? <laughs> yeah, it is. It comes but, with a filter. And I know this. This is for a, a large nose. Yeah. This. Where's the baby one? Oh, See, I can, I I can feel I it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, no, no, it's crazy. I feel clearer. So I had a joke about this on stage where I would suck uh, Serafina's snot out, but the filter wasn't there, so I actually drank, <laughs> drank her snot. Uh, and here, the filters are here, and then you just basically pop pop it out yeah. or cut it out it's a good product yeah. they did a good job i, I give it. i give a five out of five just because of the relief like mm -hmm. you had mentioned the child was kind of suffering throughout the night especially at night you know they're it's crying miserable. they can't breathe you go you just in there do something yeah and you and you suck it right out although i wouldn't mind using this thing the next time i get a cold on myself just for the hell of it to see you ever see these could you suck your own nose can you Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, you can do it. Um, 
But you see these people do these neti pots. Yeah, it's what, impressive. What what do you what do you give on a neti pot? Is that something that Yeah. I, I've actually never used it, but people swear by them and, and they work really well, right? The idea is you're going up and you're draining out the other side because the nasal passageways are all connected and you can get tons of mucus out. You just gotta make sure you're using the right solution because there have been cases where like you using random water that is bacteria and you cause more infection. Um, and you have to be a certain age because, you know, it doesn't work on younger kids. They're not going to tolerate that. Yeah. But like you, waterboarding them. Yeah. <laughs> if you went up there and got all the mucus out. Yeah. Yeah. You feel clear. For but, a second. You're making more mucus yeah. pretty quickly. Okay. It's just the natural, you know, quick relief. It's not like you just, you flush it and out. And it's done. No. Because when you're sick, your body's making more mucus. It's a protective function, right? Mm -hmm. So okay. you're just going to make more. Nose Frida, Frida, five out of five. You like Nose Frida. This, this, speaking of technology and bullying and where things are going, my sister and I were talking about this. She's got a, a teenage yeah. uh, girl or soon to be. Now, the birds and the bees growing up, you know, it was kind of a, a generic, hey, you know, if a guy is going up your shirt, you know, you know, that's not, you know, that's mm -hmm. not, not, it's not, at a young age, mm -hmm. you got to be aware of these mm -hmm. yeah. sexual, you know, going down your pants, up your shirt, this, that, and the other. Now, with the, with the access to porn, Right. And what people are seeing at a young age online, you know, and those conversations now have changed to, hey, listen, if, you know, if a guy starts pissing on you, that ain't good. Oh, you know, wow. <laughs> I haven't had that conversation I'm with my kids saying, yet. I'm just saying, like, they're exposed to so much yeah. more, you know, stuff that like. Right. We the, had like nudie magazines. Yeah. Like, like you saw, you, like. You had to visualize it yourself. Or yeah. There was, now it's like blatant in your face. <laughs> yeah. It was like I had a hustler and, you know, the stuff that was in Hustler was just like maybe girl on girl, this and that, you know, but now online, it's like some guy shitting on some girl's chest. <laughs> now you got to tell your, you go to no, no, like I'm that. just saying yeah. like what they, what they have access to now. It's yeah. like, you gotta like, I mean, it's, I don't you even should, know. You better delete all your bookmarks. No, I'm uh, no, no, <laughs> no, I agree. And it's actually something we have to talk to kids about because before a lot of these kids are, sexually active or even aware of these things they're online looking at it and mm -hmm. that's hard when you also have no clue what that really means yeah um it's it became part of my talk to teenagers about are you you know watching pornography or you know i start with oh do you know anybody any of your friends looking at pornography or are you doing it what does that mean and then i talk to them about it's really it's a fiction movie right this is like Star Wars, this is, it's all make-believe. And if you see it, you have to understand that that cannot be your expectation in a relationship of what you should perform like or they should perform like, because obviously that's gonna set up a bad belief system in how a relationship works. Yeah. And they have to understand that. But, you know, it is rampant. Kids are watching it like crazy because the access, you can just google something uh, it used to be our movies right yeah and that was it you couldn't go to an r movie if you were you, know, you couldn't even see any of that right. stuff growing up so now i feel like it's just at your fingertips so you got to be uh, super cautious about it um so 
I wanted to talk to you. We are on the eve of Mother's Day here. Mm-hmm. We're shooting this on a Saturday. By the way, we're at my house and there's a rancid, um, there's, some, <laughs> there's something in the vents, which this is also fascinating. Um, we were discussing prior to the cast about how uh, you get rid of a rodent in your central uh, heating air conditioning duct yeah yeah uh and before we did this sebastian had a broom and he was like knocking on see no no that you were gonna go up in there. no 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 that, that was the broom was a separate thing it oh was i thought you were seraphina spilled something and i was just wiping it up but anyway orkin apparently is gonna come here and i don't know if they th- throw a camera or snake yeah. a camera through this i don't know how the hell you find a possum in the middle of the vent in the house, if that's the case, yeah. but we'll get back to you on that. I think you should drone it. Uh, <laughs> Mother's Day uh, is tomorrow. And I was yeah. asking what you were doing, and you know, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on on parents or sorry, fathers to overperform on Mother's Day. Um, Just Mother's Day. <laughs> well, there's an expectation on Mother's exactly. Day. They should have one day at least. Yeah. Yeah. The way my father looked at Mother's Day growing mm. up was it was his mother. Okay. That's who he celebrated. Not that he didn't celebrate my mother, but it, his focus was on his own mother, right. right? So my question is, if you have a mother, which I do, I have a mother in, that lives in Los Angeles, and obviously I have a wife, Lana, who mm. is a, the mother of our kids, I have an obligation as a son to my mom, right. and then also as a husband, to my wife, to celebrate, right? Now, uh, I gotta go see my mom. That's, okay. that's, that's something I gotta do. But does my, does my wife necessarily want to spend her Mother's Day for going to see Your mom. my mom? Right. So not that this is an issue, however, I'm just trying, like it's, it's her day too, it's my mom's day too, do you find it all, and I know your parents don't live here, right. but is, is it, it's, it's hard to do both and mesh them together. I think so. I think it's harder for you guys because everybody's together. I can envision if my parents or my wife's parents lived out here, yeah, we'd all get together and we celebrate all the mothers. Yeah. I think because they don't. I mean, Mother's Day for us has always been more about Aaron, the mother of my children. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, we send cards and gifts and call the grandmas, but it's more about Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find more? Do you hear from Lana? Because I hear this from all, like moms in the practice a lot, that for Mother's Day, they would like to not be a mother. They want one day where they can do their own thing, maybe with another girlfriend, go to the spa relax on their own, not cook, not help out at home, not be involved with like the typical. That's not happening here. No. Uh, mother, <laughs> Mother's, <laughs> Mother's Day for Lana is I think more of a family thing. We enjoy yeah. it as a family. She wants her kids around. She wants to so be. she's a better person. Yeah. <laughs> She wants to be, I think Lana wants to be celebrated, but she wants to be celebrated amongst her family. She doesn't really want to go to a spa with a girlfriend. Yeah. That's not the case. However, you were talking about Father's Day, right? You're going to go to the the US Open, which is going to be here in Los Angeles. And you're like, ask me if you, you know, you're going Saturday and Sunday. Sunday happens to be Father's Day, which I was a little shocked because, uh, you know, and again, I always thought, 
you know, Father's Day, you're, you're with your family, right. with your kids, they want to celebrate with dad, but you have taken an approach where this is my day, I want to do well, what I want to do. I, I've, ne I've never done this before, because to be honest, I've always felt guilty because I felt that Father's Day, I should be with the family and mm -hmm. we usually do something together. And this was the first year I had opportunity, I was invited to the US Open. And I asked, I asked them how they felt and they actually felt good. They're like, oh, if that is something you'd enjoy, that's a great way for you to spend. And I'm sure we'll do something also together a little bit, but we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna go and do that now. So this brings up a larger topic and this has been a discussion that Lana and I have been having recently. Since I travel a lot, I'm on the road, I'm, I'm working, we just right. got off this big press tour for about my father i come home and then i'm throwing it like literally i was <laughs> i was at a premiere in new york city uh, with the entire cast did this whole thing on the red carpet and you know, martha stewart were there Chaz palmentary a lot of a lot of people came to this thing and then i come home and literally i'm at gymnastics mm -hmm. right and thrown into the father role yeah there was no like, there was no decompressing of like coming off that. I yeah. was just automatically, hey, are you going to take the kids there? Because I'm going to take the kid, you know, which is, yeah, I, I understand that parenting is a responsibility. It's a job, yeah. what have you. But I, I was telling Lana, I have literally no outlet for myself outside of work or the family. Mm -hmm. Used to be golf right? right which something happened to you <laughs> oh which by the way side note here yeah. for the whole room um i went for an mri uh yesterday oh good okay okay this is for another issue um i was looking in the mirror the other day yeah and my right bicep uh-huh there's a hole in it there's like a hole right here right it's an indentation okay so I'm like, what the hell is going on? And this bicep has the same hole, okay. but this happened about a year and a half ago. All right. Okay. I called our buddy Snibby. Yeah. I go, what's going on here? I took the pictures and he goes, you look like you ruptured your bicep. So there's two, te there's two tendons, yeah, right? On the bicep. Yeah. There's the, there's the bicep. The, so they call the bi too. But yeah, yeah bi. Yeah. All right. <laughs> This is the sh the the, sh the sh this is not the major one. Okay, you got this the minor. The, sh the shorter. All right. Uh huh. So both of them have ruptured, right? So Just, we, yeah. Okay. Now there was no significant trauma where right. I heard, "Oh fuck!" Right. You weren't like Mister Olympia competition. No, right? where the bicep. Like, oh, fell. I'm not the, gonna win now. No, yeah, no. exactly. It was literally. <laughs> I, I was like looking in the mirror, going, "What the fuck?" So um. He goes, go for an MRI. So I go for an MRI. Oh, the MRI was for that yesterday, not the hips in the back. No. Oh, my God. You're falling apart. So I talked to Snibby yesterday. Yeah. Snibby is a doctor, um, orthopedic doctor. <laughs> I'm glad he, you clarified. He goes. Like a shaman. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, um, hey, man. Oh, he calls me up because he got the results. Now, what I do. Yeah. And I and I and I want to know if you've you've come across this in your practice because, and again, I don't know how doctors deliver bad news. I don't know how you do it. It's just something that I could never foresee myself doing. 
So what I do to give the doctor relief uh-huh. and myself relief, he called, I go, am I dying? Right. Right. So then and anything it, better is better. Yeah. So, so I set the ex, and if he goes, yes, yes, I would be shocked. Right. <laughs> but. It That's gives good. him and I, it, he doesn't have to go, hey, listen, man, uh-huh. we looked at your tests and we this is, am I dying? No, yes. And, Let me tell uh, you why. Uh, okay. Or no, you're fine. Yeah. So right off the bat, am I dying? And laughs. No, 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 no. He goes, uh, just took a, took a look. It, it's, it's, it's the anticipation. Because mm-hmm. when he's talking, I'm going, okay, Yeah. where am I, you know? I, where am I going to hear you? You're never going to be able to pick up your kids again. Like I'm, I'm waiting for the, right. the, the, the avalanche of what I'm not going to be able to do. Yeah. He's like, you rupture both of your biceps. Uh, he goes, fortunately it's the, the smaller tendon and you're only, uh, your strength is only reduced by 10%. Oh, okay. But aesthetically uh-huh. it looks, it doesn't. If you saw me without my shirt, yeah. it, you would go. This guy's fine. You're not wearing many tank tops. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. But like, I wasn't wearing any tank. My whole goal, yeah, was to take my shirt off and be proud. Okay. Right. <laughs> as far as just like no stomach fat, I wanted I to get it. in shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, even if I get in shape, right, right? and I'm shredded, I got two fucking holes in my arms. <laughs> so it's like, it's like. Uh, Why do I just get fat? There's really no, there's really no motivation. So wait, does this need to get repaired. Well, here, here's the, here's the, but what else? What, what else? I, f- I found on the MRI. Oh, hey, there it is. Right. Okay. He goes, your, <sighs> ro- what is it? Uh, rotator cuff. Okay. It's uh, thin, mm. like. Uh, you shouldn't be lifting any heavy weights, mm. basically. Right. So it, now your other outlet's gone. So now I, I, I go, well, I'm losing complete use of my right arm. Yeah. No military presses, none, none, you know, no lifting heavy weight. Okay. I said, is there a way to strengthen it? And possibly repair what's going on. He goes, yeah, you could do some exercises, you know, some of this, some of that, whatever. I go, can I golf? Because the the whole reason, yeah, because you're starting to ruin my well, livelihood now. Well, I've ruined yours for the last what yeah, two years that I'm we haven't all. played at all. So I go, does ro- uh, does a rotator cuff? He goes, uh, no, you could play golf right. with a rotator cuff problem, but. At 49, going to be 50 in July, right. with the sciatica running down my way, by how, however, this has improved. Good. Yes. So maybe there is something like autoimmune rheumatoid with all this stuff going on in joints. So I'm glad you're seeing the other doctor looking at it. So why, why, why do you say- Well, no, you got a lot of joint stuff going on and a lot of diminishing of joints and muscles and- just makes me wonder, right? Well, like what is the, exactly is autoimmune? What does that actually mean? So you're, what, you're producing antibodies that are affecting different parts of your body that are like basically attaching and causing inflammation, right? Because it's your antibodies attack things, usually for a good reason, yeah. eliminate it. But if it's attacking parts of your own body, right? Like cells of joints or muscles or things like that, it wears it away, affects joint space, affects, you know, it can compress nerves. It can affect bones, things like that. And these are like sort of all the symptoms you have in your back and your legs, now your shoulders. So that's why 
you know, the doctor's looking into that for you. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I, I've done the, the, I've seen the rheumatologist. Yeah. She did some blood testing. Uh, and here's another thing. <sighs> when you take a test on somebody, mm -hmm. do you go, I'll call you back when I get the test back? Mm -hmm. Or do you give it like, I'll call you back in a week, yeah. even though you might get the test five days. No, I, I say, I, I'll call you back as soon as I see the test. And a lot of times what's hard in medicine is that all the tests don't come back. So, and parents are worried when you're doing tests, right? You're thinking about it, especially in the child. So oh, yeah. a lot of times I get some things back in 24 hours and I call them and I say, so far I got these tests. This is why we did it. Those are all normal. These other two tests are probably going to take another week. And as soon as I hear, I'll let you know. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking? With this. They're holding out. Yeah. yeah they, they have the test. But yeah. I'm thinking they saw the test. It's Saturday. Right. I'm thinking she saw the test results on Wednesday and she's sitting over there going, I don't know how the fuck I'm going <laughs> to tell this guy. Right. And she's, she's giving herself like yeah, a, a little time. Let him enjoy the weekend. Right. This is what's about. Let him enjoy yeah. the weekend. I'll hit him with the fucking news on Monday. Right. The funeral will be next. Week. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does any of that play into your... Yeah, I, I think also, especially as a physician, when you get results that are problematic, you actually feel almost obligated to tell them as soon as possible because you don't want to sit on it. Yeah, no, I, I would be sitting on it. If I was a doctor, I'd be looking at it going, fuck, I got to go to dinner tonight. I don't want to... Let's do let's do another mailbag. What do we got here? We got We're gonna jump right into the bag. All right, so hello, Mr. Maniscalco and Dr. Cohen. So my wife and I have trouble convincing our toddler to do certain things, like let us change his diaper, have him brush his teeth, take a bath. Uh, to motivate him, we have been making up stories like poop dragons and tooth monsters to help get him to let us get through these tasks. So the question is, is there any danger to using fear or imagination as a motivating factor? Cheers, Bill and Nicole from South St. Paul. You do this. Yeah, we we did this um, with brushing the teeth. I think uh, we we implemented some type of weird. Um, I forget what the hell it was that uh, something about the teeth are going to fall out. They're going to uh, something. I, I I forget exactly what, yeah. what the hell it was. But we have definitely implemented some type of fear. If you do not get ready for school, okay. We we often brought the teachers into it because the teachers we uh -huh. felt like other people. yeah well yeah like they, they they behave better at school 100%. so we, we would say oh um, you know Mrs Jackson she's not gonna be really you know uh, happy if we you know if you don't mm -hmm. eat your dinner or whatever the hell it was I generally found that this shit don't work yeah it, 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 <laughs> it, it just doesn't work I think it's like a <laughs> stage they go through it's like a, a very very defiant. And I don't know, I'm just, this is not a medical yeah. or. No, I, I think you're right. I think, look, I love trying games and imagination. There is sometimes a point where you just got to get in and out as quick as possible. And I tell parents that typically one of three things, if not all three kids will go through a phase where they go from loving it to hate it. And it is these three things. It's bath time, it's changing table, diaper. I usually say car seat, 
and and toothbrushing I feel is always difficult. But I remember my daughter, you know, she would take two hour baths. You know, it was our time to pimper on her colors and shapes and all those styrofoam letters. And then one day it was like we were putting in her hot acid, like screaming, mm-hmm. you know. And then you realize there's no negotiation. Nothing's gonna work. You can make up stories till you're blue in the face. Just don't want to be in the bath. Mm-hmm. So. You get in the bath, everybody got soaked. You got in and out as quick as possible when you're out. Yeah. Change the table, same time. I remember change the table, non issue. And then one day, screaming bloody murder. I thought she had fallen off the changing table. I remember saying to the nanny, Did she did she fall off? What happened? She's like, No, no, I'm like, no, no, I'm not gonna fire you. It's just yeah, I'm gonna fire you. No. <laughs> but but did she fall off? No, no. Like she just and it was. It wouldn't matter if it was the changing table, it was the floor. Yeah. She didn't want it. So what do you do? you just hold them down as quick as possible in a nice way and just get it done. Hmm. You can't talk about it. You're not gonna, oh, it's okay. I'm gonna change your diaper. Just get through it. It is a phase. Toothbrushing, same. It's that balance of like getting in there and not making a miserable experience so they hate it for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. You just do your best. Yeah. You yeah, know? I agree. All right, so we got a new segment. Well, we've been doing it for a little bit called Pop a Quiz, where we ask each other questions in our specific genre. So Sebastian usually asks me medical questions. I ask him something related to comedy, being Italian, acting. Um, and we don't know the questions ahead of time. So that's uh, makes it fun. All right, who goes first? Yeah, I'll, I'll go. All right, what do you got? What is the name of the condition? See, I feel like if I'm, I'll give you just half of the question. I feel like you're going to be able to answer it. Mm, that's right. a lot of pressure. All but right. I'm just saying that <laughs> in, in, in which an infant's head is flattened uh-huh. by too much back or crib time. So that's plagiocephaly. Specifically, positional plagiocephaly. But let's talk about this a little bit. What, positional? Look at it. Pos- positional plagiocephaly. Yeah. But that, that every pediatrician would get that That's brilliant. Um, no, no. So when we were kids, we slept on our stomachs. So our head shapes were great. And then when we started the back to sleep campaign, which was in the late 90s, where we put kids back to sleep because of SIDS, we found that putting babies to sleep on their stomach was a risk factor for sudden infant, infant death syndrome baby's heads got flat because the weight of your body and your head flattened the back of your your head so that's why you see these a lot of kids in helmets nowadays so we uh, talk about let's, it's, let's talk about the helmet yeah yeah okay you don't like it would you put your kid in a helmet 23 hours a day you can put stickers on it wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> are, are you pro helmet if they absolutely need it i think it's over treated a lot a couple things you need to know about positional pleasure assembly it is pretty much cosmetic. So it doesn't affect your brain, doesn't affect your development. You'll hear different things about it affecting things. It's mainly cosmetic. And most of the time, a myoplagiocephaly does not need to be treated. As the child grows naturally, the worst it gets is the first four months because the first four months you're flat on your back, then you start rolling. So your head naturally starts shaping up. You get hair. Girls have longer hair, usually, or thicker hair. You tend not to notice it later on. But there are kids who you see who are like really flat on the back or when it's asymmetric, right? A child who looks more to the right because they're flattening out more to the right or their neck is stiff called torticollis more to the right, then it causes an asymmetry. It pushes one ear forward because it's all about pressure points. Those kids really 
the helmets help because it puts everything symmetric. But what I, do you think? I just I've often seen the helmet and I I'm, I feel sorry for the child. It seems like it's it looks uncomfortable. Yeah, and it looks extremely. Uh, and, and I don't. I look at the parent and then I go, oh, it's not going to help him. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going. No, 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 no. Like, uh, look nah, at that. Uh, that's that's not going to really help them in life. You should have a helmet. <laughs> um, no, I feel like some of these parents uh, are like, oh, okay. And then they use the helmet. Yeah. I'm gonna, you know, I might piss off some people here that, that have the helmet. Uh, <laughs> I feel like they're using the helmet as almost like an attention grab. No. Really? <laughs> Here's the weird thing about helmets. Helmets and glasses. That's so funny. <laughs> Maybe once it's on. <laughs> yeah, no, like, 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 look at my kid. He's got, he got a helmet on, you know? No? Cut, cut. But, but no, no, but helmets, <laughs> helmets and glasses, to your point, yeah. you would think a child, you put a glasses or a helmet on, they're ripping it all the time for whatever reason, the helmet and the glasses don't bother them. They, they wear them. So I've seen a kid as young as, I'd say four or five, wearing like full glasses, like, like yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for sight. We've right? seen it down to this, like six months of age. They wore glasses at six months? Because yeah, we have that, you know, like that vision screener we have in the office yeah. where we picked up. I mean, it's not common. You pick up kids who need glasses even as early as six months of age. Wow. They're cute. They're these little, like, you know, you can't break them. They're like, yeah, no. Like, well, yeah, for Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. Like they, they're like, black and yeah. they, they looked, I, I thought it was a look. You know, I thought, I thought, <laughs> again, I, I, for attention. Well, no. He's helping his vision. No. We just want you to no, feel sorry like, for him. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you know, some parents, like they always, um, they always do that yeah. thing for the kid, yeah. whether it be, oh no, I heard that he's supposed to be in a da da da, yeah. and yeah. then they do that. I definitely see more parents who put their child in a helmet because it bothers them when I don't think it's severe enough that it would really affect the child. So you, they perseverate on it. They're like, yeah, I just... It's four it bothers times. me that it's, it's four a little times. Bit. That word, by the way. I, Sorry, I, 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 too much. I, I, I think well, you know I what just, you got. Right. Yeah, it's let's a great go to. Word, let's go to I think you got to weave out. Let's of that go word. to Italian <laughs> slang. Italian slang. I but I can't even pronounce these words. Wow. What is Amonini? A M M O N I N I. Did I, I pronounce that right? I think it's Amonini. I think it's saying like "Let's go." Amonini. Is it "Let's go"? Oh. Means, are you ready to go? Amonini. Amonini. How do you say? E even with the I'm even like, with the screwed up pronunciation, um, what is I know. Amonini. <laughs> um, now you have to be as I like that. equally impressed. I'm very of impressed. me getting that than I was. I pronounced it like yeah, Amonini. 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 Um, okay, let's see here. <laughs> what percentage of babies are born? Uh -huh. With a birthmark, would you guess? Oh, that's a good question. Any birthmark? Yeah. Any so, I mean, birthmarks are really common. Let's go with uh, 50%? 80. That high? 80%. Wow. And a birthmark yeah. is what? Do we know? Like yeah. if you got so, a brown dot on your- Yeah, I mean, but there's a lot of different types of birthmarks. Or sometimes you see it like a big- Right. Some, what is that? Some sort of- 
skin manifestation that you're born with. And a lot of birthmarks actually don't show up at birth. So common ones we see, you've heard of a stork's kiss. It's called a nevus simplex. So that's that like purplish reddish mark often on the back, the yeah, nape yeah, yeah. of the neck. Very common on the forehead. My girls had them on the upper eyelids. Um, the ones on the face usually fade, actually. Um, they're born with and they usually fade in the first year of life. The ones on the back of the head, you'll always hear about adults like getting a haircut when they're older and being like, what's that? And they've had it all their life. Mm. Um, other types of common birthmarks, cafe au lait spots, which like like the name are light brown pigmentations. There's um, nevuses, which are darker brown, like you think of freckles, but bigger versions of those. Um, there's hemangiomas, people call them strawberries. You've seen those like the red, often you don't see them right at birth and then they they get a little bigger in the first couple months. They're like red and they're raised on top of the skin. They can grow in the first year. Um, and then after a year of life, they actually start involuting and they go away. It could take four, six years of life. Bro. It starts going away. No, so, it's great. So 80%, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there's just so many different birthmarks. Thankfully, most of them don't cause any issues, don't need any treatment. Some of them fade over time. Some of them don't. Do you have any birthmarks? I do, right here. You know this one? Have you ever seen this on me? Oh, no. You see that? Yeah, right there in that, in that camera. Oh, see that one? You barely see it. So what's cool about what's cool about I, this? I, I, I wouldn't even call that a birthmark. No, you don't see that big red splotch. I, there? I, I see it, but I would think that is a callus from working out. I don't, I don't think that's a, a birthmark. Right, everybody birth. see that? So what's interesting about my birthmark is my great grandfather, who I met a couple times before he passed away, and he had the exact same birthmark. And it's very rare to have the exact same birthmark as somebody else that when I was born in Boston, they were doing studies on birthmarks and they think that, and I was his first great grandchild, first great grandson. They think my first great grandchild will have the same one. Wow. So I have to live long enough to see that. So he, he was very old when, when I was younger, he didn't talk much, but our bond when I saw him is we, he put his hand up to mine and we'd have hands and they match up. As far as the size? Yeah, like everything. It was like exactly the wow, same. Wow, that's crazy. So, so, so I'm sorry. So, uh, I made fun of the birthmark. I know. Sentimental. All right. What is a, is the G and H sound in, in Just Italian? Giambotta? Giambotta? God, I, I, you know what? I know the name, but I don't know if I know the meaning of it. Giambotta. G-I-A-M-B-O-T-T-A. I feel horrible to all Italian people out there that I am just. This is, like, this is something I should know. Giambotta. God, is it like a? Is it? Uh, is it a store? Oh, you're called a stew, a summer veggie stew. I should have known that. Yeah, I should have known that. That's. No, no, you know. No, no, grandma. Yeah, yeah. I, I, even I knew that one. No, no. What you got for me? What is the most common broken bone in children? And children, is it the so like the radius? Well, I don't even know what that is. So like in the arm, from like a like it's, a green stick fracture, or like when uh, they put their arm and they break here. Uh, the wrist. Okay, so the radius and the ulna come to the wrist. Yeah, so okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, what is a uh, 
Gabagool. Gabagool is um Gabagool. What is Gabagool? It's on your uh, charcuterie plate, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh it's like a cured meat. Yeah, copa, dried yeah. salami. Yeah, I don't know why that was slipping my brain. Come on. Gabagool. Uh here's one. Nurse assessing in intuception. Intusception. 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 Yeah. Looks for what kind of stool. So it's current jelly, like a nutty stool. Damn. Is wow. that right? Yeah. Current jelly. No, like... Everybody would get the current jelly. So you know what intussusception is? No. Intussusception is your intestine tunnels into your intestine. You know, your intestine's a tube, right? Yeah. So imagine the tube goes into the tube. So then there's an obstruction you can't get through. Mm -hmm. So what happens is it causes ischemia or loss of blood flow around it. And they start basically pooping out blood and it looks like current jelly, like bloody stool. Wow. The kid's super fussy and it's, you know, if a parent calls you and is like bloody stool, that's an emergency. They go right to the emergency room. Yeah. Not very common, thankfully, but right. we see it sometimes. Uh, oh, I hope you don't have one of these. What's a, a, a guma? A gumad is a no, girl. No, D. A gumad. A gu oh, there's a D in it? It's, it's okay. You just added to whatever. Yeah, it's like okay. gumare. Okay, fine. An what is it? It's a uh, it's a girlfriend. It's yeah. like you're married, but then you get like a side piece. Yeah, a mistress or a girlfriend. Yeah. This is good. I like this. No, I don't have a gumad. Obviously, uh, <laughs> you can't handle one. Handle <laughs> <two. I'm>, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> All right, one last one. What? What is a a a Koopa Troopa? A Koopa Troopa. Koopa Troopa? Koopa Troopa. A Koopa Troopa. You got to know this. This is, this is. Use it in a sentence. Like um, English and then throw that in there. You, you played a Koopa Troopa. A mobster? Nah, a character in Super Mario. Here, what, 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 one more. All right, one, one last more. one. What age do children develop a sense of humor? Oh wow! Some never do. <laughs> Some never do. <laughs> That's a great question. Let's think about this. Five, two to three years old. That early? Theory. So yes. Uh, there you have it. another episode here of Daddy versus Doctor. Hope you enjoyed all the information that was provided during this episode. If you want uh, more, go to daddyversdoctor.com. You can check out our website. We're also up on Amazon reviewing products. What's the, uh, just type in Daddy versus Doctor on Amazon. You could go there, buy some of the products that we've been talking about. Uh, also going to be doing an Amazon live page where Dr. Cohen and I will be reviewing products that are uh, kind of grouped together. Uh, for example, can you, can you tell us like uh, in a perfect world, what like, is it products to go to the beach with products? Yeah, I think we're, we're talking about different scenarios that it's imp what to put together when you're a parent. So it's summertime's coming up. Let's talk about what you need to go to the beach. You're doing some uh, summertime travel, what you bring on the airplane. Uh, you're talking about just 
fun parent time, daddy time with your child. We'll talk about things to put together to have those good times. Put it together. <laughs> good times here. Good on times. Amazonlive.com. Yeah. Daddy versus Doctor. We'll see you next week. The opinions expressed in this program are not intended as professional medical advice, as a diagnosis, as a treatment protocol, or as a substitute for professional medical advice from your physician. Please consider your own medical history and consult with your own physician for your specific health care and or medical needs and about your concerns for yourself and your family.